to the first episode of the Spud Fit Podcast. Uh, I uh, decided that I had, a, I had a big year last year. It was a year of self-improvement and change and uh, so many things happened in my life and a, a few of those things were appearing on podcasts. I had a great time with uh, Anna Chisholm on her podcast and Darren McDuffie on his podcast. Had a really great time with Rich Roll on his podcast and uh, I really enjoyed having those conversations. So one of the things I wanted to do this year was uh, find more ways to uh, spend time having good conversations with people on cool podcasts and <laughs> it seemed like the only way uh, I was going to get to do that would be to do my own podcast. So here we are, the Spud Fit Podcast. This podcast I want it to be about... Uh, basically talking to people who uh, think outside the square, people who do things differently, um, people who aren't afraid to uh, push the boundaries and get out of their comfort zones and do things differently to uh, what society expects us to do. And on top of that, the Spud Fit Challenge was all about improving myself in the end. It was, it was about changing my relationship with food. It was about uh, learning to... Uh, to be myself again, basically, and uh, it was it was a big year of big change for me. But it's not the Spud Fit Challenge is over, but improving myself will never end. So that's also part of this. I want to talk to people who have done amazing, inspiring things, and uh, see if I can learn from these people to uh, help my journey continue and help me to continue to improve myself and continue to explore what I'm capable of. So, having said that. We're about to talk to the man, James Aspie. Uh, I was lucky enough to meet James Aspie in the beginning of, or earlier in the year, not in the beginning of the year. Uh, I can't actually remember how that came about now, but that's not important. The important thing is that in my very, very first video of this, of uh, 2016, where I was introducing my Spud Fit Challenge and talking about why I wanted to do it, at one point in the video, I mentioned how uh, this is... I thought it would be a very hard thing to do, basically, to go for a whole year with only eating potatoes would be extremely difficult and I wasn't sure that it was something that was even possible. But I did want to give it a try and one of the things I mentioned in that video was that if James Aspie can go for a whole year without talking, which he did a couple of years ago, then surely it can't be that hard to go for a whole year eating only potatoes. A whole year without talking sounded way more difficult, so... Uh, James, without knowing it at the time, was a little point of reference for me and uh, a little bit of inspiration. He wasn't the whole reason for doing this, but he was uh, someone who gave me a little bit of confidence that things like this could be done because he has done something along the same lines before. So uh, it's been nice to meet James a few times over the year and he's kindly agreed to sit down for this conversation that you're about to hear and uh, I hope you enjoy it. Onto the Spud Fit Podcast. All right, here we are. Uh, let's start off. There's probably a lot of people listening to this who don't know who you are. So Surely not. Yeah, well, <laughs> one or two, one or two. Oh, maybe one or two. <laughs> yeah, well, my name is James Aspie, and I'm these days I'm a activist for peace, man. I'm trying to increase the peace in this world, and I focus a lot on animal rights because I think that's something everyone can make a difference in. You know, we are either supporting the animal cruelty by purchasing animal products, or we are helping them out of their suffering and out of their exploitation by living a vegan lifestyle. So that's the main thing I promote. Yeah, and uh, there's there's a lot of people that are uh, that have followed you closely. I know you've got a huge following, but uh, I think there's probably a lot of people listening to this that just eat potatoes, mate, and they're not that interested <laughs> in what else goes on. They're so, my kind uh, of people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mate. So, uh, well, let's just talk about how this came to be because I'm, I'm guessing you didn't grow up as a, as a kid thinking, you know, I can't wait to get older and so I can go around talking about animal rights and attend 16-hour no. vigils of outside abattoirs and things like that, you know. No, Probably. not at all, not at all. <laughs> so, you know, where, where does the journey start for you to this sort yeah, of Yeah, it started a long time ago because actually I never I never cared about animals for only, only until really about four years ago. I'm 30 now. Yeah, right. And things really started for me when I was 17 and I was diagnosed with cancer and I had leukemia and lymphoma. 
and I wow, on, okay, that's yeah, heavy. It was heavy, man, real heavy, real tough time. And I put on about twenty five kilos in that time, and got my first true understanding of what it's like to suffer. Yeah, right. How did you put it? Does, does chemo? I don't know much about chemotherapy. Does that make you put on weight, or how does, how does it? It can. Yeah. A lot of people get skinny as well, but for me, I was on a high dose of steroids, and yeah. I was eating a lot, mate. Yeah, you know, okay. I, I was yeah. eating constantly because I couldn't get satiated. I couldn't yeah. satisfy my hunger. And I put on 25 kilos so fast that I actually, it created tears on my body, not just stretch marks, but right. I actually ripped, ripped my skin on my sides. Wow. There was, okay. was blood, you know? I've never heard of that. That's, nah. That's serious. They're pretty, they're pretty thick, man. They're not yeah, like right. little thin stretch marks. They're yeah, thick. I've got some stretch marks too, but they came slowly, you know? Yeah, nah. Mine were like fat. in days. <laughs> yeah, right. Wow. Yeah. So, and I, you know, a lot happened during that time and I really... I really got the experience of suffering. Um, I was in a yeah. lot of pain and I nearly died a couple of times. And yeah. I'd never really understood suffering before because I'd lived such a cushy, privileged lifestyle. Yeah, as most of us do, right? Eh? Well, right. Most people in the West anyway, myself yeah. included. You yeah, know, was, absolutely, yeah. man. In the Didn't West. have much to worry about growing up, did we? <laughs> no, nah, not at all, man. Yeah. Nothing, nothing. I was very safe neighborhood. And yeah, the worst thing that happened to me was a sprained ankle skateboarding kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. I was I fine. Get. So that understanding of suffering, yeah, did lead into some things that I'm doing now. But after that, I met a personal trainer who helped me lose the 25 kilos. And yeah, okay. he's a very inspiring person and, you know, trained me for next to nothing, just wanted to help me. And I was so inspired by what he'd done for me that I wanted to do the same for others. So I decided to become a personal trainer too. Okay, cool. That's, that's, uh, that's quite a big thing in itself just to be inspired by someone who helped you and just to just to want to take it further so yeah yeah it was huge right. man it was so huge. we're already seeing um you know that's this is the evolution this is the beginning of the evolution to try to help ease the suffering in the world this is exactly yeah. because what he'd done was so much more than just help me lose weight yeah by by helping me lose that weight he'd helped me out of my suffering yeah, you know, i yeah. felt so bad being 25 kilos of weight that had never yeah. happened to me before yeah yeah and i was just very uncomfortable i'd always been a fit person so he he didn't just help me lose 25 kilos there's so much more that came with that yeah absolutely i would 100 uh, percent on my year that i've just had i've lost 55 kilos so far and everyone wants to focus on the weight loss but for me it's like the weight loss is only a small part, you know. When you lose that weight, it just gives you so much freedom. Just uh -huh. totally changes your outlook on life and changes just everything. So absolutely, yeah, yeah, it renews your life, man. Yeah, and I felt so inspired by that. I decided I'm going to do the same. So I became a personal trainer, very passionate, and you know helped a lot of people. And I ended up working yeah. on cruise ships. What sort of personal trainer were you? For first of all, like very positive, yeah. very passionate. I wasn't the most knowledgeable personal trainer yeah. in terms of, you know, what all the muscles are called and, yeah, you yeah. know, but I could connect with my clients and I could... Yeah, I can imagine that. Yeah. yeah and I could, you know, inspire them to yeah. change with, yeah, with okay. the knowledge I had, which wasn't, you know, huge, yeah. but I knew enough that I could help them. And I think the biggest part of it is to get them to want to help themselves. And yeah, I, I felt like I was pretty good at helping yeah. them get to that point. Okay, cool. So and get more specific with it. What sort of training were you into and that sort of thing as well? Yeah, right? well, I was training mostly, you know, quite a wide range of people, but yeah. mostly people who just wanted to lose weight or yeah. get stronger and fitter. Yeah, okay. Um, so they were my main clients, you know, yeah. pretty general population yeah, okay. stuff. So not like elite athletes and things like that? No, or, not yeah. really. Like yeah. some people training for different things, but yeah. nothing too serious. Yeah, okay. yeah, pretty general stuff, man. Yeah. A couple of bodybuilders and things yeah. like that. And I did that for seven or eight years yeah, and cool. I ended up working on a cruise ship and traveling around the world. Yeah, that sounds like fun. <laughs> it wasn't. Oh, okay. <laughs> it, was so, it was so much work, man. That's you know, not you the start, answer I expected. You start, you start at like six in the morning, you end at... 10 o'clock at night, there's yeah, no right. laws on the international waters or something. So they just work into the bone. <laughs> Who are you going to complain to? <laughs> yeah, that's it. You're stuck there, man. You've got to do what you've got to do. No, nah, there was a lot of fun, actually. And I met um, I met tons of interesting people. You know, I was meeting a thousand new people every week coming to yeah. the gym. One day I met a very wise Indian man, you know, talked a lot like yeah. I'd imagine the Buddha would have talked. Yeah, he was okay. an intelligent man. Yeah. And he spoke to me every day for two weeks we just hung out every day 
So was he a personal trainer too? No, no, no. He was a he was an older man, yeah. you know, just chilling, just walking around the ship one day and we met and oh, he'd okay. come into oh, the cool. gym and we'd chat. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Just having a just having a holiday. Yeah, right. And on the last day of our conversations, he said that eating animals is bad karma. Okay. And you know, I'd never cared about animals before, mate. Even, yeah. you know, I had a dog at home, like when I lived with my family. Yeah. Didn't really care about my dog. Yeah, okay. I um, I just never, I just always thought of them as dirty, slobbery, and not, not very much more complicated or intelligent than plants. Yeah. You know, I just, I didn't see them as... Yeah, okay. I did not understand what animals were. Hadn't yeah. had much time with them, just didn't care to either. Yeah. You know, there was nothing more boring to me than watching a a nature documentary about an animal i was like oh my god <laughs> yeah. who, who could care less about this <laughs> yeah so much has changed <laughs> they're yeah, like my yeah, favorite now <laughs> and um yeah to someone to go from that sort of not really interested in animals to to now devoting your whole life to trying to improve totally. the, the lot of animals on the world that's, Honestly, that's a big man. change it's a testament to the power of education yeah you know when you learn what what you were once ignorant about it can just change everything yeah i think uh maya angelou is a, she's a an author i'm pretty i'm pretty sure she's dead now but i remember a quote of hers oh, i've got a mental blank on the start of it but the end of it goes when you know better do better totally and uh i love i that wish quote. i could remember the start but yeah when you know better do better yeah and that's that's embodies what you're talking about i guess you didn't know better so you didn't do better and then you've learned and you've changed so yeah, yeah. well I still at this point didn't wasn't doing any better yeah. for anyone but myself. Yeah. Because yeah. he said eating animals is bad karma. I just cared about me. Yeah. I thought, oh well, if this is bad for me on some yeah, level, yeah. you know, I didn't know how much I bought into the idea of karma. Yeah. But this man was so intelligent and I respected him and I thought he could be onto something here, yeah. whether he calls it karma or it's or you know, it's actually something else. There's yeah. there's just, something just going good on. Good vibes. Here. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. It could be a health thing. I don't know. Yeah. But I thought I respect him enough to, you know, for everything he's taught me over the last two two weeks. Yeah. So basically what he's saying and saying that eat, eating animals is bad karma is saying that in one way or another that is it's going to come back to you. Or it's, like, or it's, it's, it's like, negative yeah. in some way. Yeah, he calls yeah. it karma. Maybe it's something else. It just made me think, okay, about the topic that yeah. there's, there could be something to what he's saying. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So I decided, all right, I'm going to go vegetarian for one week. Cut out yeah. meat for seven days, see how I feel. Being a personal trainer, yeah. I expected to feel, or I should say being an ignorant personal yeah. trainer, I expected to feel very tired, sluggish, yeah. weak in the gym, you know, not healthy. Yeah. And even just a few days in, I had noticeable changes yeah. of more energy, better digestion. I felt happier, finally yeah, right. enough. I felt, yeah, strong. I felt great. And this is just cutting out meat. So you haven't cut out dairy or eggs or anything yet. No, I was just, still eating both. So just a few days of cutting out meat and all these changes happen. Because yeah. I think, I think because I was working on a cruise ship yeah. and on the cruise ship, it's a buffet every meal. Oh, yeah. And on the buffets, I was, all I do is load my plate up with meat. Yeah. I'd barely eat anything else. Yeah, I imagine that. Imagine myself back in the day before um, before all my changes happened and imagine if it was a buffet every morning, my plate would have been loaded with bacon, uh -huh. yeah. loaded with eggs. Exactly. <laughs> uh, they had ribs, man. I'd, I'd make a pyramid of ribs on my oh, plate yeah. and that's yeah. all I'd eat. Yeah. You know, yeah. I didn't care for fruit or vegetables <laughs> or grains or anything. Yeah, that was me. Yeah, I, I get that. Yeah, so that's what I did. And so that's why I think in three days I felt better. Yeah, well, big change. If you're yeah. suddenly, like, you're probably... If, it, if you're anything like me, that was probably two thirds of the diet has changed, like swapping out least, for something else. At so. least two thirds, yeah. like nine tenths. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so I was intrigued, and I decided, well, okay, I feel this good. There might there might be something to this. Yeah. I want to know if I can continue feeling this good. Yeah. So I start doing research into the health benefits. Are there health benefits? Is this sustainable? And I'd always believed that there's no such thing as a healthy vegetarian because that was something that a personal training mentor yeah, had told me. Yeah, that was me too. And I guess lots of people don't know about me too. Just to um, just to give some background to where my thoughts come from, I've got a I'm a I'm a PE teacher, so similar sort of study, maybe a little bit more in depth than a personal trainer, but you know similar knowledge. We're told all the same stuff about what you got to eat to be healthy and fit and strong, and it's always you know if you want to be strong, you got to eat heaps of meat 
you've got to eat uh-huh. eggs, you know. Uh-huh. It's all the same stuff that personal trainers learn. And I've also got um, a degree, a Bachelor of Applied Science in Human Movement. And that's all, the, you know, it's basically it's an advanced personal trainer degree to put it, um, you know, as simply mm. as possible. And yeah, it's the same stuff. Even Meat you know, for what, protein, dairy for exactly. eggs. Oh, sorry, dairy for De- calcium. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's, all, it's, it's all the same stuff. So, totally. you know, I, I, I just thought I should include that just to show that, you know, whatever level, wherever you're coming from and all throughout society, whether you're a personal trainer or whether you're, you know, got a degree or whatever, it's just that's the pervasive belief yep, system. That's that, the predominant thing being taught. Eat, yeah. eat meat, cheese, milk and eggs, yeah, you know, make it lean and do yeah, this and that. But yeah, yeah. it's the same crap. Yeah. Anyway, and so for me, I was, I was started looking into being vegetarian for health benefits and I was yeah. absolutely blown away that I was learning that not only can we cut out, not only can we be healthy by cutting out all animal products, not just meat, but by cutting out all animal products, but we can actually be far healthier because we're cutting out cholesterol, we're cutting out saturated fats, we're cutting out animal protein, which is carcinogenic. Isn't that a weird thing? I remember learning about that as well. When you go from thinking that animal protein is awesome and healthy and then suddenly you start reading about hang on a second uh-huh. protein might actually instead of not being healthy it might actually be unhealthy yeah like, yeah total total 180 that? like that's before yeah, you're getting okay. you're doing whatever you can to get as much protein yeah, as yeah. you can and then you're like what am i doing this yeah. is actually not good for me yeah and you're talking about this insulin-like growth factor one is this you know and you're talking about casein in yeah. dairy products and you know the list goes on about what what how it's unhealthy and why it's unhealthy but just that mental shift is just like it's like you know yeah, taking the big. blue pill or the red pill in the matrix you know it's just so it's, it's it was weird for me i remember going through all that it was just a weird time totally yeah it is <laughs> yeah. weird because yeah like for my for the seven years being a personal trainer i would tell people don't eat any fruit it'll make you fat Eat as you know, massive portions of meat. One, whatever meat you can eat. Definitely steer clear of potatoes. Oh, don't even <laughs> think about potatoes. I'll go straight yeah. to your, straight to your ass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I um, I was really shocked by what I was learning, and I was excited too because I thought, wow, I'm I'm shocked that I can be healthy as a vegetarian, but I'm also feeling so good yeah. that I'm glad because I want to keep this up. And because I always realized, I also realized that the food was actually good. I was eating curries and I was trying tofu, yeah. which I didn't think I liked, but is actually amazing. Yeah. And I was eating um, well burritos up, and beans <laughs> and all this different stuff. Yeah, I was yeah. eating so much more variety. Yeah, yeah. You know, like the more I started sticking with it and then I was really, yeah, just feeling great. And I started promoting it to the people I was meeting on the cruise ships. You got to go vegetarian. It's so much healthier. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm telling all these people yeah. all this totally different information that I'd ever said in my last seven years. Yeah, right. So that, that change happened pretty quickly for you then, that change in your understanding about what's healthy and what's not. That was yeah, like, it just made yeah. sense to yeah. me. It, it just, it seemed so much more logical Yeah, and made sense, you know, because I was also learning about the physiology of the body Yeah, and, you know, that we're, we're much more built like herbivores yeah. than we are omnivores or carnivores. Yeah, yeah. You know, the way our teeth move and the way we sweat and the length of our intestines. and Yeah, we all- don't have those big canines for ripping <laughs> meat no. away from... People call yeah. these little things we've yeah. got canines. Good luck chowing into a cow in the paddock with yeah. those things. Come on. <laughs> so I, I thought, this is very logical. It's making sense. I'm feeling good, you know. Yeah. I've got no reason not to at least give this a try. And, and that's then, where it comes back to feeling good. Like you can you can read all the theory you like, and you can everything you know you can do as much education as you want. But in the end, when you try it and you feel good, then it's like bang, this is this is something. Yeah, I'm onto yeah, something here. Totally. But until you actually get that experience of feeling good, you're, you're never going to be sure. You know, it's absolutely. You just try, yeah. And that's the thing, though, as well, that some people try, but you know, all they do is eat lettuce. They all just eat salads because yeah, they don't yeah. know what to eat. And it's like if you're going to try it. Learn how to try it yeah. properly so that you will get all the benefits yeah, yeah. you can get. Even from when it. like people write to me that are interested in doing a short period of time of eating only potatoes, they've got a lot of people who just got so many questions about this and that and I, you know, what sort of spices, what sort of how do I cook it, all this and often I've just gotta say, Look, you just gotta 
stop at some point in time you've got to stop asking questions and you just got to do and, <laughs> yeah you know you, if you do it you're going to learn way more than you're going to learn from asking me questions you know there's a there comes a point in time where you've just got to even though you haven't got all the answers you know you're standing on the edge of a cliff and and you know there's this big drop away and at some point in time you've got to just take a step out into the mm. into the empty space and trust that there's going to be a you know a path is going to appear beneath your feet and you'll it'll it'll take you to where you need to go but you know absolutely you just got to take that step and just absolutely and, and then experience it, it yeah. for yourself yeah because that's yeah. how you really learn yeah you know you can read as many books about surfing as you want but until you get on a board and get out there with the waves yeah. you don't know how to surf yeah, yeah. You've got ideas, but it's nothing until you, you yeah. try for yourself. And you'll never experience that feeling of what it's like to ride exactly. your first wave. You and know? that's what and it's all about. Yeah, good, exactly. Good point. <laughs> so I I also started learning, you know, I'm looking into this constantly. I became just so interested in this new way of thinking and yeah. and the health benefits. I'm reading some books about it and just loving, loving it. And then I started noticing that so many people aren't vegetarian for their health but they're vegetarian for the animals yeah and i didn't get that i'm like who cares you know you do this big thing for just animals why yeah i didn't understand and i thought I, it was worth at least exploring you know why is everyone seeming to yeah. do this thing for animals who cares but all right i noticed this documentary kept coming up called earthlings oh yeah it's a heavy one it shows all the ways that humans exploit animals for food, clothing, yeah. entertainment, medical testing. Yeah. It's a very heavy documentary. You know, it's hard to watch. It's like a real life horror really? movie. Really? Well, yeah, I was, uh, me and my wife tried watching it once. And honestly, we just watched the preview to start with. And I, it was only like two and a half minutes worth of preview. And it was like, I didn't even get halfway through that before wow. I, I needed a box of tissues. And I'm yeah. like, nah, I'm just. I know lots of people have watched that documentary, but I'm just not even game to press play on the beginning of it after seeing the preview. But mm. I do, you know, I watched it after I'd already stopped eating animals. So for me, it wasn't important because, you know, I didn't You're need that moment. But I think, sure. I do think that if you, if you think it's eating animals is a good idea, then you should definitely watch that. 100%. Because, Everyone should definitely Not because I think, I can't personally comment on what the documentary is, but so many people I've heard from think it's a powerful and important thing so mm. i just got to trust that and think that yeah people should watch it it's one yeah. of the most important documentaries i think that exists yeah because we're all involved in this you know and a lot of yeah. us don't realize what we're actually participating in yeah and yeah. neither did i yeah and so when i watched it you know i'd seen footage of animals being slaughtered before but it didn't phase me because I thought at that time there was no such thing as a healthy vegetarian. Yeah. We need to eat animal products to survive and be healthy. Yeah, I had those feelings too. It was like there, were, there came a point where I was like, I started feeling guilty about, you know, I shouldn't be eating animals. But what are you going to do? I need my meat. There's yeah, not like, I need protein. You know, that's all right. I can't I feel bad for it, but there's nothing I can sorry. do about it. Sorry. Yeah, I'm not going <laughs> to feel guilty about this. Yeah. I'm a human. Yeah. Yeah, it sucks, but that's that's it's just that's life. the circle of life, bro. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and so I. That's what I used to believe. And then when I watched this documentary, I had a new perspective that we do not need to eat animal products to be healthy. In fact, we can be healthier without it. And so I watched it and I saw these animals suffering, you know, being tortured, mutilated. Yeah. Just, it's a disgrace. It's, it is the disgrace. Yeah. And these are the most innocent and vulnerable beings on this planet. And we treat them worse than we would treat any pedophile, any rapist, any yeah. murderer. Yeah. We treat them, you know, worse than we... You cannot even imagine yeah, you what can't they describe go through. It, it not, is, it is not horrific. Really, there's not really any point even trying to describe it because it it's not describable. But To, to do that to another yeah. living being, to put them through so much pain yeah. and suffering, I, I can't imagine what yeah. could be worse, personally. Yeah. I can't imagine a worse a worse thing to go through in your life. Yeah, definitely. And when I saw so, this, sorry, go. Uh, and yeah. when when I saw this, you know, like I said, I didn't care about animals, but I am not a cruel person. I see myself as a peaceful person, as a good person. I like as most of us do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I like helping people out of their suffering. That's why I'm a personal trainer. Yeah. And seeing this cruelty 
and knowing, understanding how I'm a part of it, how mm. I'm creating the demand for it, how without my dollar, it doesn't happen. But because yeah. of my dollar, it's forced to happen. Without understanding, I saw it and I thought, okay, I'm no animal lover here, but I, I know oppression when I see it. Yeah. And I know violence and cruelty when I see it. And fair enough, it's one thing if this has to happen for us to live. But when this is 100% unnecessary for our health, I cannot think of any justification that comes close to making this okay. Yeah, absolutely. And so, so. I, I decided then, I said, I'm no longer vegetarian just for my health. Yeah. In fact, that is just a bonus now. Yeah. I am 100% vegetarian for the animals. And now then I, I didn't understand at the time, but that was actually not the whole story either. So okay. after, after meeting this Indian man, and I asked him one day, I said, how do you know all this knowledge about mm. the universe and all these things and he said meditation that was the next thing i was going to ask you about actually so you've led us there anyway yeah yeah that's uh meditation's a big part of your journey isn't it uh, still yeah. is yeah still is i i you know i get so much from meditation yeah. and meditation something that i have tried in the past and still continue to try to make it a part of my life and i'm just haven't been historically that good at making it stick you know yeah. so i'm interested to hear more about your experience with meditation anyway oh, so. i love talking about meditation yeah. <laughs> because i love sharing it man i feel like it's just a gift yeah to share so much and yeah. it's another way that you can help a ease people's suffering yeah and so. increase the compassion in this world yeah as well because that's what it does it does so many so many things the list of benefits from meditation is yeah. huge yeah, okay. So how did you get into meditation then? Let's, let's yeah. get back to that. Yeah, yeah so this man, yeah. he told me meditation was how he became so wise. And I, yeah. I wanted some of that wisdom, so I decided I'd do one. And I booked in for a meditation I'd heard about once called Vipassana, which is a 10-day silent meditation. You go to a place, okay. you meditate 10 hours a day, you don't speak for the entire time, you don't look at anybody, you don't cook or clean, you don't do anything. You just meditate and sleep All right. and eat. That sounds it. hard. It is hard. It's a lot of work, man. People always say to me, yeah. how was your retreat? And I'm like, what retreat? I didn't retreat at all, man. Yeah. I went and confronted everything because yeah, there, there's okay. no escape. Yeah. You know, you can't escape when, when things are getting uncomfortable in, inside your body and mind. You can't escape to the TV or your, or your mobile phone. You can't escape to the fridge for some food. You can't escape to the pub right. for a beer. Yeah. You can't escape with a book or writing things. You can't escape anything. It's the most confronting thing ever. Yeah, it's the opposite no, of a retreat. Yeah, okay. That's that's really interesting to think of it that way because the only meditation I've ever done has been like 20 minutes, maybe half an hour at the most of sitting. And then, yeah, yeah then you lucky. do have that period of time where you, you've got your thoughts, that are, you're trying to clear your head of thoughts and all that. But, you know, for 10 days, that's... Mm, you go deep man half an hour doesn't get that intense you know <laughs> nah no nah, half an hour is good it's yeah. just before it starts getting intense yeah, really yeah. <laughs> so around the half an hour like starts to get bad by 45 minutes yeah. you think oh my god i can't go on any longer and then the yeah. next 15 minutes feels like, every minute feels like an hour and yeah, if you right. can make it to the hour by you know a lot of the time there's been quite a bit of suffering if you yeah. haven't adjusted your position and yeah, things like yeah. that so i go to this place and you know, I meditated for 10 days and I learned a technique, a very valuable technique that's probably one of the most valuable things that I have in my life right now. And on the fifth day there, you know, the technique's about observing your sensations. Yeah. Can we talk more about the technique? Like how, sure. Yeah. The technique is incredible. So basically, the story goes that this is the technique that the Buddha discovered to fully liberate yourself from suffering. Okay. He meditated like a scientist, observing, observing, trying to figure out what is the root cause of suffering. And many people knew that suffering began from craving things that you yeah. don't have or resisting things that you don't want. Yeah. So craving or aversion. Yeah. And people knew that, but they didn't know the root cause. And the Buddha wanted to find that. So he, he searched through observation of his self through meditation and he discovered that the root cause of suffering is your reactions to the physical sensations reacting okay. either positively or reacting negatively yeah so you know for a while i thought it was the thoughts i'd observe my thoughts and thinking that by observing my thoughts and instead of just thinking 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 about mm. you know doing it being in the process of thinking 
that I could come out of my suffering. And that, that does have benefit. Yeah. Just like observing your breathing, it does have benefit, lots of benefit. Yeah. And observing your emotions, all these things have benefit, but it's not Vipassana and it's not the technique that the Buddha has discovered yeah. to fully liberate yourself from suffering. Okay, that's so what, interesting. Yeah, so the what, meditations that I've done have been, like you're talking about, about observing breath and about observing thoughts and um, the technique that was sort of about like uh, trying to observe your thoughts as you would observe a busy road where a thought comes into your mind and you just let it go past like a car on the road. You just let it drift on through. And um, But I, yeah, I haven't really heard uh the ideas that you've just talked about so yeah well yeah. and like i said they have a lot of benefits in that yeah. meditation too but to fully liberate yourself from suffering to get to the point where there's no craving there's no aversion and it's a long path you don't get that in half well, this an hour. is getting rid of craving this is a this is a big thing for me because that's what Absolutely. that's what 2016 was all about trying to eat only potatoes and just stop this constant craving that was going on in my head this you know obsession with trying to get the next amazing delicious meal you know yeah. similar to what a drug addict is obsessed about where they're going to get the next hit i was constantly thinking about what i'm going to eat next and how i can make whatever i eat even more delicious and fantastic and mm -hmm. whatever and to step back from that and find a way to get rid of these cravings was a big thing so you know obviously we crave more in life than just food there's all sorts of cravings that we have. So, yeah, yeah you're talking my language now. Cool, so. man. Yeah. Well, it's, it's the habit of craving, you know. Yeah. It, we, we can, if we quit one addiction, but we don't learn how to come out of craving, then we usually just replace it with another. And I've yeah. got experience of doing that as well, quitting drugs and using food as, a, as my new drug, yeah. which led to having an eating disorder yeah, because okay. I hadn't addressed the root cause of the problem. I, yeah. just, I just switched my drug from, you know whatever yeah. all these different kinds of drugs to food because yeah. i hadn't dealt with the actual issue which was that i could not sit in uncomfortable sensations in my body i wanted yeah. to escape them as i resisted them so yeah. i'd escape with what i knew would help me get rid of it which was the drugs or which was the food okay but that just made me go deeper into my habit of re reacting to craving that's interesting that that the way you talk there because it makes me feel like i'm sort of on the right path because a big deal for me was um, when a craving popped up for chocolate cake or whatever, it wasn't, oh, I'm just going to go and try and do something to distract myself from that craving until it goes away. Like, I'm not just going to go, okay, I'm just going to go and sit and watch some TV mm. and try and just write it out. It wasn't that. It was, for me, it was really about confronting the craving and, um, and really getting to know it. Like, yeah. really trying to... Absolutely. Absolutely. Trying to make friends with the craving almost <laughs> and really understand, like... This is it's really quite petty in the end when you when you get to you're so right you know when you when you get down and really try to understand I, I want this chocolate cake it's like I start to think of myself like a small child in a supermarket begging mum and dad for a lolly or something it's like you know this is so, so immature yeah. this is when you get yeah. to know it like it, it's hard it is to it's think emotionally yeah. it is emotionally immature yeah absolutely and, and for me it, you're, you're right it, it reminds me of you know, when you get a craving, when people get a craving, let's say for a cigarette, mm. it's like this huge shadow looms over them, like the shadow of a monster. And yeah, you get yeah. so afraid of it. You react so strongly. Yeah, yeah. But if you just turned around, you would see that actually it's just a very, very tiny, tiny monster. Yeah, very yeah. tiny. Yeah. Like a tennis ball yeah. with a torch behind it, making <laughs> the shadow look huge. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And when you face a craving, you yeah. realize, oh, this is actually... Why have I been reacting so strongly and negatively to this? Yeah. This is not so bad. Yeah. And then you then you you have that experience of not giving into a craving and then you you then you can reflect and think about that and like, you know, if I don't give into the craving, is it really that bad? Well, actually no, it's quite good. And <laughs> and what you learn is yeah. that it passes. It will pass. You don't need you know, it's not going to just stay there for the rest of your life yeah. until you have a cigarette or you have your chocolate cake. Yeah. It, nature will take care of it. Just like it arose, it will also pass away. Yeah, this too shall pass. Exactly. That's, yeah. That's it. That's I, the nature of the universe. I don't know who said that first. This too shall pass. It's, it's a great a, quote. Yeah, yeah. It's a great quote. And <laughs> it's, it's very true. I looked for it, true. but I don't know who it was. Oh, that okay. Said it first. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's a phenomenal quote because, yeah, the worst thing that ever happened in your life, you know, however it makes you feel, that will pass. Yeah. You'll get, you'll, it will change. It's always changing. Everything is always changing. Yeah. 
and the craving changes. It might be nine out of ten. Then it changes to eight and seven yeah. and six. It might yeah. go back up. But anyway, so sorry, I, we're getting sidetracked. We are. Here, aren't we? Although it's a good conversation because <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, it's important to understand the technique and how yeah. it works. So I start practicing with this technique, and I notice yeah. a very strong sensation come over me, and. I'd never felt it before. And what I thought it was, was my body trying to get me to speak because I hadn't spoken in okay. in five days already. Yeah. And I started thinking, wow, how long could I keep going not speaking for? It's been five days, that's pretty sweet. And I thought, man, imagine doing a year. And I was like, wow, you know what? I reckon I could actually do that. Yeah. That's kind of up my alley. <laughs> you know, do something crazy and weird yeah. like that. But Sounds weird, but... I was, well, obviously I get it now, but before I started, yeah, I was into these sort of weird challenges. I hadn't done anything as extreme as what I have done now, but yeah, I was always, yeah, that's an idea that would have resonated. It would have, yeah, it would have resonated. Exactly. Yeah, it would have yeah. made my ears prick up and go, oh, yeah, there could be something in this. Yeah. yeah I, <laughs> I, me too. I just thought, oh, that's a cool idea. You know, you yeah. not often do you get a, a quite a, for me, I, it wasn't often I get a really cool idea that was kind of outside the square and yeah just i thought this is this is actually an interesting idea i'll I'll consider this a little bit more you know a bit seriously and i did for the next five days i meditated and i so this was during that 10-day retreat this happened yeah Yeah, on the fifth day yeah and um by the 10th day i was doing it man yeah i was convinced so i you know i started as soon as I got out of it, I started planning for it, telling everyone, guess what yeah. I'm doing? I'm doing this thing. Yeah, okay. And I'm going to do it for animals, you know, because yeah. they're voiceless. So yeah. I'll be voiceless. I thought that I have to do it for something. Or I just yeah, yeah. think I'm weird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I decided I'd do it for animals, the voiceless <laughs> victims of this planet. I'll raise awareness for them through my own voiceless action. Yeah. And I started learning more and more about it, you know, because I wanted to be knowledgeable about the topic. And... I kept coming back to, well, what really happened? My friend was asking me about it. My cousin, actually. She was asking me about, what's this voiceless thing you're doing? Yeah. So I'm doing this thing to raise awareness for animals. And she said, oh, that's interesting. And as I was telling her this, I was eating a piece of cheese. Ah, okay. And it's very easy to connect with suffering when you're looking at meat because that's been chopped off somebody's body. Yeah. They obviously suffered and... Yeah. Well, they died. Of course they did, yeah. You know, their, their body part was dropped off them. Yeah, whether you want to believe they suffered or not, they're dead. They're that's, dead. That's, that's, pretty, that's I mean, that's, there's yeah. not, it's not much more cruel. There's yeah. nothing much more cruel than taking the life of somebody who wants to live, even yeah. if they didn't suffer before it. Yeah. You know, you rob someone of their entire life. Like, what, what could be worse, really? Yeah. And so I had told her this. Oh, I'm doing this thing for animals. And I was eating a piece of cheese. Mm. And I hadn't really connected fully yet that actually dairy is at least as cruel as the meat industry, as is eggs and leather and the entertainment industry that exploits animals and yeah. testing products on animals. It just hadn't really sunk in yet. Yeah. You know, and I, and I was eating this piece of cheese and I thought, man, I'm being such a hypocrite right now. I say I'm going to do this big action for animals, but I'm still contributing to yeah. their to their suffering and killing yeah. by just eating cheese. Like just for cheese? That's <laughs> what I that's what I'm carelessly contributing to their yeah. suffering so i can eat a bit of cheese yeah i thought what am i doing i need to stop this and that meant that i needed to be vegan you know yeah and for me i'd always i knew a little bit about vegans but i always thought they were like extremists and yeah why yeah. why be vegan just go vegetarian if you want to stop suffering i didn't understand that they're suffering in all animal products yeah, yeah. all animal products are uh, uh they are a result of exploitation yeah and exploitation is always wrong yeah i didn't want to support that so i decided man i need to be vegan <laughs> oh no <laughs> how did this happen to me it's a daunting prospect it isn't it when I you don't was, know what you're doing i yeah. was like what am i gonna eat i don't yeah. know what i was gonna do man you know you're but, just gonna you're just gonna sit in the park and you're gonna play your bongos and eat some lettuce and that's it that's exactly. what you do exactly yeah like, oh no i'm gonna have to grow my hair my hair's so curly <laughs> yeah, it's gonna take me ages to get dreadlocks <laughs> yeah. can i be bigger before that or not yeah, and so i i was Right, I'll well, have to go vegan. Like that's the only thing that makes sense, and um, and that's what I did. I decided I'll go yeah. vegan, but I I was back and forth for it because, like I said, I had that eating disorder. I was bulimic. I had a very strong. Yeah, you know, right. it wasn't a body issue thing for me. Yeah. I was the you know the epitome of an emotional eater. Yeah, and I just could not stop myself. 
Yeah. Cool not stop yeah, myself. I can relate to that, yeah. It was hell, mate. I've yeah. been through a lot, a lot of things with drugs, with cancer, like I said. But by far, there was no battle worse than my battle with bulimia. Yeah, right. I just thought I'd never come out of it. I, it yeah. had me. It had full, complete hold of me. I thought, I, I thought I'd exhausted my options. I'd read so yeah. many books. I'd tried so many times. But I didn't know that I was an emotional eater. Yeah. And so when I learned that, when I finally learned that, when I accidentally stumbled across a book called End Emotional Eating by yeah. Dr. Jennifer Tates, okay. when, I, when I read that book, when I read the back of that book, I looked at it. I read yeah. the back of the book and I was like, so excited i thought this is yeah. me yeah i right. finally I, this is gonna be it this yeah. book is gonna be it it's yeah. the key i just read the back and i knew i knew man i took yeah. time off work i'm reading this book right now yeah. and i read it like so interesting that like like you say you didn't know you're an emotional no. leader i bet everyone around you knew that you're an emotional leader do you know what i don't know i don't think I just, with my experience yeah. with training so many people, I think yeah. a lot of people aren't even aware of what emotional eating really, yeah, really okay. can be. Because I can Cause, tell you that my wife knew I was an emotional eater before I did, long okay. before I did. Yeah, I, I, maybe it was just me <laughs> yeah, that was yeah. ignorant to it. I yeah. think I think people know a little bit about emotional eating, but there's so much to it. Basically, yeah, yeah. if yeah. you're eating for any other reason than hunger, yeah. you know, it pretty much, like almost always, like there's a couple of exceptions yeah. to that rule. You might be bodybuilding and you're eating to grow, for yeah, example. Yeah, yeah. But for the general population. Generally, yeah. generally, if you're eating for any other reason than because you're hungry, you are most likely emotional eating. Yeah. You know, you're eating because you're bored, you're eating because you're tired, you're eating because you want to enjoy something, you're eating because you you're sad. Yeah, yeah, like there's so many reasons. Yeah. And I did not know that was me, man. Even the other way around, like we eat to celebrate too. Birthday yeah, cake exactly. is a perfect example. Yeah, like, that's right. You know, you take a great occasion and think you can make it better with eating junk. Like. Exactly right. <laughs> and you end up feeling so crap about it. It's it's crazy. You go yeah. out for a celebratory meal or Christmas and you spend the rest of the day wishing you didn't eat so much. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. ruin your day. Yeah, it's a weird situation. Oh, we're in some in. bad habits. <laughs> we're humans are interesting... <laughs> interesting animals yeah yeah so i read this book i became so excited but anyway i i still had this issue yeah. when i decided i needed to be vegan so i go a few weeks you know yeah. eating only plant-based yeah and then i'd have a blowout every now and then and then the day you know i spent the year planning my vow of silence and then january 1st 2014 yeah yeah 2014 is the day that I started my vow of science. And on that day, I also vowed to be vegan 100%, to never okay. consume, never knowingly consume another animal That's product. That's interesting that that happened on the same day because you would think, well, I would have thought without knowing that if you've decided to do a vow of silence for a whole year to raise awareness for animals, that you've probably been vegan for a long time. Yeah. You know? So that's interesting to me that that happened on the same day. Well, it all happened yeah. fast because... You know, I went vegetarian and then a couple of months later, only a couple of months later, I had decided that I was going to do this vow of silence for animals. And because I was instantly passionate, I thought, yeah. I don't even really care about animals that much. I don't even love animals that much. Yeah. But I, I know how wrong this is, what I'm looking yeah. at. And I'm speaking to animal lovers who are telling me not to, not to ruin their dinner. Yeah. Don't ruin my dinner. I don't want to hear about it. Yeah, yeah. I thought there's something so wrong with this situation. I'm, I guess I need to do something. Yeah. You know, I just felt compelled. I felt a responsibility yeah, yeah. to to take action and to do something. And so it happened so fast, man. So yeah. I was still really kind of figuring, finding my feet with it all. Yeah. And I spent the year planning the vow of science and learning about animal rights. And yeah. I would have been vegan sooner had it not been for my emotional eating problem. Because yeah. yeah. I didn't want to be eating dairy. I didn't want to be binging on ice cream. Yeah. I just was. I just didn't know, not know how to not do it. Yeah. I just couldn't help myself. Yeah. And I'd eat it every couple of weeks. You know, when I was having a blowout, just feeling so guilty yeah, about yeah. it, thinking about the cows and just going, "What am I doing?" But I couldn't. I, yeah. I just couldn't help myself, man. Yeah. And so I vowed to go voiceless for a year. I vowed to become vegan for the rest of my life, and I also vowed to never spew after another meal again to never purge the food out of my body after yeah. another meal no matter how bad i binged yeah. no matter how horrible i felt from eating too much food yeah. i would not go that next step yeah. and and put my fingers down my throat yeah and powerful that's, that's actually like 
most people would say that you know one thing at a time, man. Let's just mm. tackle one problem at a time. You've gone big there. You've gone big three day. big things at once. Yeah, I it's did, huge. man. I you know it all just kind of fit in with each other. Yeah. And there were moments where you know I'd be, you know, so I travel around the country that year, voiceless. There were moments where I was hungry. I was doing a long drive. I go to the service station. I'd yeah. find a delicious looking muesli bar. I'd read the back and there was honey in it. Always honey. Yeah. And I thought, damn, yeah. should I just eat it? You know, like it's just a bit of honey. No one's going to know. Yeah, no one will know. <laughs> and I thought, yeah. you made a vow, buddy. Yeah. You will not be eating this. Yeah. You're going to either go hungry or find something else. Yeah. And, and I'm so glad I did that. So there were times, a few moments here and there. But similarly, one day after I took my vow, I did binge i binged on a tub of so good ice cream which is delicious oh, yeah. vegan vanilla ice cream yep. and a tub of peanut butter mixed in oh yeah it was amazing sounds pretty good to me yeah it was pretty good <laughs> Although i would never eat that now but it was good at the time because i yeah. still i was still coming yeah, out I of never my thought emotional of that. eating mixing, a, mixing peanut butter in with the ice cream oh. i would have been all over that back oh in the day. yeah you, you missed out you missed <laughs> out it was good so i I um I was you know I was a lot better getting better with my emotional eating but it was a you know it wasn't it wasn't one step a mm. one step path to yeah. coming out of it it took time and trial and error and work you yeah, know just read not, that it's never a linear equation it's no. not just like a straight line to you know freedom and health and all that it's yeah. there's, there's ups and downs it's that's unavoidable that's yeah. right and you you know you just gotta yeah just pat yourself on the back instead of being yeah. hard on yourself and just keep keep trying keep going yeah. And so that's what I was doing. And this time I did have a binge a couple of weeks into my voiceless, being voiceless. And I felt disgusting, mate. Yeah. I f all I wanted to do was vomit. Yeah. And ice cream is very easy to vomit. Yeah, okay. You know? It's the easiest food to bring <laughs> back up. Yeah, I guess it would be. Yeah, yeah. it makes sense. And it, it doesn't taste bad when it comes back up either. It tastes like all ice right. cream. <laughs> so I thought, all right, you know, I could. I could do this, but I thought if I do, all I'm doing is going back into my my vicious circle, mm. you know? I had sort of similar moments like that and I always pictured this scene from The Matrix where um, Neo's in the car and they've just, uh, they're, they're driving off, they've just got in the car and then the guy in the front seat turns around with a gun and they get that machine out, they want to get the bug out of him and, uh, and he starts freaking out, he goes, stop the car and he goes to get out. And the camera looks down a long, dark road and it's raining and uh -huh. there's street lights on. And, and he goes to get out and Trinity grabs his hand and says, trust me. And he turns around and says, why? And she says, because you've been down that road. You know exactly where it leads. And I know that's not where you want to be. Yeah. And I replayed that scene in my own head heaps of times when I had cravings to eat something that wasn't a potato. Wow. I would say, oh, that scene just jumped out at me and it was like, you know exactly what's going to happen. If you eat that slice of cake, you know, you know that, you know, you can't tell yourself that you're going to go back on the diet tomorrow because you, hundreds of times through your history, you've told yourself that and you haven't done it. Yeah. So you know that if you break this one time, then you're going to break again tomorrow yeah, and the next exactly. day and the next day, you know where that road leads and you don't want to go down there. And yeah, so your story I, I just reminded me of that. I couldn't agree more. It's a yeah. very, yeah, a very good way of looking at it. That is what I felt as well. I thought, okay, I could, I could, you know, I could purge after this and I'll start again tomorrow. But I thought, man, I've said that so many times. Yeah. And, you know, where has it got me? So much suffering and so much stress. I thought, listen, just, just tough it out, mate. You ate it. You're going to sit with it. Yeah. You made a vow. You're going to sit with it and you're going to suffer because anything... I'd rather suffer with a full stomach of peanut butter and ice cream than go back to what I was doing. Yep. Maybe this, you know, who knows what will happen, but I'm trying something new at least, whether yep. this is a solution or not. Yeah. I'm going to just try something new because I know what happens yeah, if yeah. I vomit this stuff. And you don't know what's going to happen, but one thing you do know is that something's going to be different. Exactly. Like, and you don't like the way things were, so it's different is enough. Yeah, Let's just make things different. Exactly, you know? yeah. exactly right. And I did, and I sat with it, and I felt disgusting, man. And then yeah. the next day, I still felt disgusting, but I was so glad. Yeah. I was so happy that I kept it in. I'd done something different, yeah. and it was the start of something different. And yeah. next time when I did binge, which was however, however long later, I remembered that time. Yeah. I thought, ooh, maybe I just won't eat quite as yeah, much in yeah. this binge. 
and that's like to me that's the the whole picture of emotional eating like when when we want to have a binge or eat you know chocolate cake or pizza or whatever we get we just get stuck in that instant gratification sort of thing and mm. you know eating that peanut butter and ice cream you probably love it while you're eating it you there's a not all of you but most of you think oh this is great i'm loving yeah, this and yeah. whatever but you know that's the only bit you think of with emotional eating but emotional eating takes in so much more and when you think about that the experience of emotional eating that you had continued on into the next day yeah and it continues on to this day and it's like how are your emotions affected you know if you weigh it yeah, up, it's it, no yeah. contest. If you take the whole experience and bottle it up into yeah. one moment and feel it at that time, then it's, yeah, it's not even, an, it, there's no decision yeah. to make. It took me 10 yeah. minutes to eat that ice cream yeah. and I suffered for hours. Yeah. You know, I enjoyed it for 10 well, minutes. you're still I suffering su- the next day. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly right. Yeah. You know, with regret, yeah. you know, and, and I knew I would have to, that was some extra weight on my body that now I was going to have to work a little bit yeah. harder in the gym and just and just knowing like mentally that i that i did it you know so guilt yeah for what 10 minutes of (laughs) palate pleasure it was ridiculous but yeah yeah, it's it's instant gratification you're right and yeah i um i you know slowly started coming out of it slowly started being aware oh i'm just emotional eating now i'm not even hungry um or yeah i'm full i don't need to continue eating or i remember how bad i felt after that last time you know what i'm not going to do that this time yeah and instead i started surfing the cravings surfing the urges yeah you know feeling them going into them sometimes they're uncomfortable but you know them every time you sit with it and you observe it and then you have the experience of it passing which is what happens every time yeah you become a little stronger yeah because you know then that that's what will happen whether you eat the ice cream or not the craving will will go Either way, if you've got a craving for a cigarette, yeah, you can smoke a cigarette and it will go away. Or you can just wait five, ten minutes and it will go away anyway. I love that way you put it, surfing the cravings. I haven't heard it put like that before. Really good quote that helped me a lot. You can't stop the waves, but you can learn to surf. Yeah, and the waves will die out. You know, you catch a wave, you're not going to ride it forever. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And And when... you know, you don't start surfing 10 yeah. foot waves. Yeah, yeah. You get a really strong craving. It might break you. You might get smashed and yeah. not be able to surf it. Yeah, but such a good analogy. I it's like great, it. isn't yeah. it? But, you know, you start with three foot and then you start yeah. realizing, oh, I can surf these waves right to the end of the wave yeah. and then paddle back out. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as the waves get stronger and stronger, you can handle them too. Yeah. And when it, with emotional eating, like I'm at a point now where I, I have a better relationship with food than almost everybody I know. Yeah. You know, I this is the relationship with food I always wanted that I never thought I would have ever, 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 ever did I think I could get this. I eat when I'm hungry. I stop when I'm full. I don't, you know, my, I don't crave really anything. Yeah. I just eat what's healthy for me. I feel in that same place at the moment too. I think it's probably a bit early since my spud fit challenge finished. Like it's only 12 days since it was over. So I think I'm probably a bit early to say that I'm, you know, done like you are that, you know, you're probably going to be in that space that you're in forever, mm. you know, but I do feel like it, that, um, it's a big yeah. shift in yeah, the right direction. Like, and you've, yeah. you know, you've, um, you've still got waves to come that, yeah. you know, cause, cause you're doing, you're 12 days in, yeah. but yeah, how good a surfer you are. Well, you've been through a lot of craving this year, I'm sure. So you're probably quite experienced at surfing these things. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. There's, yeah, I love that surfing, the idea of surfing yeah. the cravings because that's exactly what it is. It's just... Ride it know, out. Ride it out and just, you know, experience it. Just don't turn your back on it. Just experience it and yeah. be part of it and understand it and then, and then I, let it I go. I think the understanding yeah. of, of it being impermanent yeah. is a really important thing to yeah, listen about, absolutely. listen to because if you think it's just going to be there forever, you don't want that and you're going you're gonna to go, oh, I need to get this uncomfortable feeling yeah. away from me now. I'll just eat the food. Yeah, yeah. But if you just can remember in your mind that this is going to pass soon, yeah. you know, this is going to be over soon, just give it five or ten minutes yeah. and feel it throughout that whole time. And then when it does pass, you're stronger in the knowledge of impermanence yeah. and the next time that wave comes, you've surfed it. So, yeah. so you know you can surf yeah, yeah. those kind of waves. Yeah, the, it. And yeah, confidence and only comes from experience. Exactly. Anyway, you exactly can't. Exactly right. Like if you've never done a backflip, you can't just step up and do it. You gotta, you gotta yeah. work up to it. You know. That's and it. Then, and then once you've done it a few times, it's it's easy. Yeah, but, totally. Yeah. 
So that year I spent voiceless and um, and promoting animal rights and my journey through a blog. Yeah. And I broke my vow of silence on Australia's most popular morning TV show actually two years ago today to this day. Yeah, big day. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> and you know, I spent 10 days again in meditation before I broke that vow of silence thinking about exactly what I wanted to say. I wanted to do the cause justice. Yeah. And I wanted to spread a vegan message because I think it's one of the most important messages of our time. Yeah. And I spoke and that interview was seen by millions of people all around the world yeah went viral it was picked up by news in different countries uh and it raised a lot of awareness yeah yeah absolutely and it 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 changed the direction of your life and like we said earlier it's like you know it did i guess it did you didn't really have that much attention during the year no apart from within the vegan community itself there were people following you i read your blog a little bit and uh i wasn't like a devoted follower but every now and then i check in on how you're going yeah. and um but yeah then that interview happened it blew up yeah and, like and it, changed, gave, it so. gave me a voice man yeah you know before i was my way was being voiceless and yeah. then after that interview everyone wanted to hear me speak so yeah. people started getting people started inviting me all different places in the world to yeah. come and speak about my journey and i did and i went and talked to them and just by talking about my journey, people would come up to me after and say, oh my God, I am so inspired to go vegan right yeah, now. Yeah. And for me, I thought, wow, you know, this is, this is a powerful story. Yeah. People want to go it vegan is. after me yeah. just telling my story. I'm going to tell everyone this and you story. Do have, I have heard you speak. I've seen your talks on YouTube, but I've heard you speak live once as well. And you do have a way with words. And, and it's like the way you talk is really approachable. And it's not like you're not standing on the on the stage screaming at people no, that they're they're, me, um, they're murderers and whatever no. it's just you know it's we're not, just you're I, just sharing your story aren't you exactly, and it's like you exactly. know people can do with it what they want exactly yeah. right um you know i don't believe in blaming and shaming people because they can't help it just like yeah. a few years ago i didn't know any better either yeah. there's a lot of conditioning in this world that tells us that eating animals is natural and normal and necessary yeah and how can you blame someone because they still consuming animal products when they are a victim of that of those yeah. lies and that conditioning as well. I feel sorry for people that aren't yeah. vegan because they're contributing to something so cruel, which is likely so far against who they are as a compassionate, kind, respectful person. They're killing themselves by eating food that's very unhealthy. And it's just, man, it's just a really sad state that we're in that there's yeah. so much propaganda and brainwashing from meat, dairy and egg industries and all that kind of stuff that people are so confused and they yeah, have no yeah. idea what they're doing and you can't blame people for no. for that like i was most people who are vegan nearly everyone wasn't vegan at some point in exactly time and, exactly you know we we're, can't blame we're lucky people. man yeah. to have got that message and that's why i, yeah. I spread it because yeah. it's such it's been such a gift in my life yeah i cannot tell you how much better i feel yeah, as a yeah. vegan eating plants only yeah. respecting animals being a friend to animals not contributing to so much suffering yeah. and killing I I feel like a new man and yeah. I feel oh my god like I just there's nothing more <laughs> yeah. I want for everyone else as well than also to feel so good yeah. but also for these animals I yeah, want yeah. them to come out it's of their a, suffering it's a true too. win win like there's no losers out of this oh no it's it's like, so guess, positive yeah, it's, it's it's so positive man yeah it's, it's just it's, it's all positive it's good all around <laughs> even the food is better I yeah, eat better yeah. now than I ever have eaten Absolutely. in my life yeah me too yeah yeah it's fantastic you know you're eating live food from the earth you can combine yeah. it in every way you can eat every one of your old favorite meals but a vegan version burgers pizzas yeah. pastas curries ice creams chocolate anything yeah absolutely without the cruelty yeah. without the killing and you know there's phenomenal yeah. phenomenal vegan meals yeah it's, it's better <laughs> in every way man and yeah that's why yeah so that's yeah. why I, I mean a big portion of yeah. what i do now is to spread this message yeah. So I've spent the last two years traveling around the world giving speeches. I give yeah. them all for free. I don't want yeah. to make a dollar from, you know, yeah. from telling this story because I want cool, everyone man. to hear it. Yeah. I, just, I just want everyone to feel good and I want these animals to stop being killed. Yeah. So this, the speeches I give for free. And um, yeah, last year I also got tattooed for 24 hours oh, straight. Yeah, so I wanted to ask you about that too. Yeah, that was that seems like an intense experience. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we decided we'd get tattooed for 24 hours straight. There was three artists and three people getting tattooed. Each pair went for 24 hours. 
and we thought it'd be a cool way to you know raise awareness we've live streamed it i've got thoughts of getting i've not got any tattoos you're like most of your body's got tattoos on it now but you know i've I've had thoughts of getting my own tattoo and i'm like i don't know i don't know if i want to do that like just maybe getting a little potato somewhere (laughs) (laughs) i'm like yeah i don't know i don't know if i've got the balls to do that oh man that's fine (laughs) it's not even bad but um 24 hours is pretty bad yeah and sure. you know we'll live stream the whole thing we ended up raising about twenty thousand dollars overnight but That's then massive. it was good man yeah. but yeah in the last hour the 24th hour i put it out there if someone donates a thousand bucks i'll go a 25th hour yeah and they did someone rocked into the shop <laughs> with a with thousand dollars cash oh, and that dude. last hour man oh that was that was painful especially when you've, you've just spent the hour before that getting ready to thinking finish i was up. done yeah, yeah exactly now I, I got a little worried for my health in that last hour because all my <laughs> lymph nodes swelled up i was in a lot of pain yeah, right. but um yeah we did it man and um it was really good and this yeah. year i'm just focused on you know, just spreading this positive yeah. lifestyle, living vegan, how fun it is, how healthy it is, that we're normal people, you know, we're, yeah. we're just people that care. We, we're not obsessed with animals. We're not, yeah. obs- you don't have to be an animal lover even. Yeah. You just have to respect them enough to believe that yeah. causing unnecessary cruelty to yeah. animals is wrong. And um, this year I'm focused on, yeah, just spreading cool. how positive this lifestyle is and, yeah. you know, how, how great it is, man. So that's it. Yeah, cool. So we got we got to wrap this up in a couple of minutes and get you to the airport. But uh, Yeah, cool. Before you do that, you got any goals in your life going forward? I obviously, you want to continue your activism, you know, and, and whatever ideas happen, you, I'm sure you'll come up with more ideas in the future. But, you know, from a personal point of view, like, how do you want to improve yourself in the future? What sort of goals do you have for yourself? Uh, fitness goals at the moment. I'm, yeah. you know, also to promote the lifestyle, but yeah. I've let my health and fitness slip in the last couple of years just out of, you know, I felt a lot of guilt, to be honest, over the last couple of years. Yeah. knowing what happens to animals and then just going to the gym or going yeah, to yeah. a party. You know, I haven't, I haven't um, been able to really enjoy myself because yeah. I felt guilt. But now I realize actually... So like, how, who am I to be off having yeah. fun how while they're dare I? suffering? Yeah, how yeah, dare I? How dare I when I know what's happening? You need yeah. to be doing something. Yeah, yeah, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah I've been to the factory farms, man, yeah. and outside the slaughterhouses and... Yeah. You know, when I know how much suffering they're going through, like it, it has been hard. But now yeah. I realize actually one of the best things I can do to promote this is to show that, you know, you don't, that we, we can be happy, healthy and live great lives as vegans. We don't have to be upset about animals all the time. Yeah. And um, so, so it's great because it's win-win because yeah. I get to help animals even more by being more mainstream and just doing all the things that I have always loved, like surfing yeah. and partying and skating. Yeah. And, um, and the animals, you know, more people are going to, I think, be interested by in following my journey by having those things involved. Yeah, yeah. So I think it's going to be better for the animals too. So a goal this year is to um, get fit and strong. Yep. Again. Well, we share that goal then because yeah, I'm, cool. I'm putting the fit into spud fit this year. That's my goal. Last <laughs> so, yeah. year you put the spud into spud That's fit. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> cool, man. That's awesome. Yeah. And um, I mean, I've got a couple of other ideas for activism. I'm going to be donating a kidney to just a yeah just to a holy random shit. person my yeah. jaw just dropped <laughs> i noticed <laughs> that'll be next year i think because this year i've i've you know my goals are a little different but um i'd like to do that early next year donate and make Jeez. a campaign out of it as well you know to tell people that is big yeah that's, that's why i want to do it to, yeah. to you know i'm going to save someone's life but yeah. also i think i'm going to inspire a lot of people to help others out of their suffering yeah. in, in some way you don't have to donate your kidneys but you can go vegan. You yeah, know, that's yeah. a big thing everyone can do. Yeah, yeah. And you know, also to inspire people to help people, even if you don't know them. Who cares? Yeah, yeah. You know, suffering, suffering. Yeah. You wouldn't want it to happen to you if yeah. you can help someone else out of theirs. Do it. It's yeah, one of the man, best things you that's can do. Huge. Yeah, it's gonna be big. I'm, my tingles down my spine from that. That's, that <laughs> Good big, man. Yeah. yeah, I'm. I'm really excited about yeah. it. You know, we only need one kidney. Yeah. So hopefully especially the, the clean living man you are exactly, you know, you're man. not putting a lot of stress on your kidneys no you? i i ate perfectly well yeah. i don't do any drugs anymore like the yeah. day that i the day that i had the idea for the vow of silence i also quit drugs and that had always yeah. been a big problem in my life so yeah i haven't done drugs since yeah. that was four years ago i haven't yeah. um you know since the day i vowed not to eat animal products haven't eaten any animal products yeah. and that same day that i said i would never you know be bulimic again yeah. i haven't had a single relapse yeah, right. so my body's healthy man i meditate every day i feel like yeah i'd be a good candidate to give some of my kidney and yeah, stay yeah. healthy myself 
Yeah, definitely. So uh, let's wrap this up yeah, with cool. one final thought. Uh, you're obviously just from that last couple of sentences, you're, uh, you're someone who's good at saying you're going to do something and following through and doing it. So can you give us one final thought on for, you know, New Year's was a couple of weeks ago, but there are people that are trying to stick to New Year's resolutions. So mm. one final thought to how you can help with that. Sticking to New Year's resolutions. Well, not just New Year's resolutions, but making oh, okay. big changes in your sure, life. You know? sure, to, yeah. sure. I, look, I think it, it's really important to have a clear intention of, of what you want to do. It doesn't necessarily have to be the goal, like specifically, but a clear intention of the way you want to live your life. So for me, my intention in life is to contribute to making this world a kinder, more peaceful place for us all to live and to be an instrument of truth and of peace. That's my intention yeah. in life. And that intention is like, it helps me navigate through life. So when things come into my life, yeah. I can say yes to things that are in, in alignment with yeah. that intention or no to things that are not. Okay. So having that clear intention yeah. gives me like an idea of how to, yeah, what things to, to say yes to and what things yeah, to say no to. Really, really interesting just to have one simple mission statement, a, a CEO yeah. of a corporate organization would call it one simple statement and anything that comes into your life if it fits or it doesn't it's an easy easy way to make decisions exactly man all right it helps cool. a lot well, we've we got to get you to the airport mate. let's go <laughs> uh but thanks for being the first guest on the spud fit podcast uh it's been an honor man you're an extreme man and i can relate to that <laughs> cool. and, thanks, uh, bro. yeah thanks for doing what you do and thanks for inspiring me and inspiring all these other people out there and uh yeah, let's let's go to the airport. Yeah, happy <laughs> to do it, man. Thanks for having me on. It's been fun. All right, See cheers. Uh, spot up, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> All right, what a great conversation that was. I thoroughly enjoyed having James on for my very first ever Spud Fit podcast. If you uh, enjoyed that and you want to learn more about what James is doing and what he's about and things that are going on in his life, then check out jamesaspey.com.au j-a-m-e-s-a-s-p-e-y.com.au and uh and here's james aspey on all the social medias too so give him some love uh i really enjoyed talking with james especially about the cravings and uh how how james used meditation to turn his life around so uh yeah nice to know a bit more about uh, what goes on in the mind of James rather than just his uh, experiences as an activist which we lots of us already know lots about if you enjoyed this conversation then please share it with friends that's the best thing you can do for me share it with uh, anyone who you think might be interested and help uh, spread the love for me if you want to learn more about me or what I'm doing, then check out spudfit.com. You can find information there about how to buy my book, the DIY Spud Fit Challenge. Sorry, our book. I wrote it with my wife, Mandy Van Zannen. Uh, you can get the book there. You can get t-shirts there. You can sign up to take your own Spud Fit Challenge and uh, develop a better relationship with food. You can also sign up to have personal coaching with me it's not about potatoes, folks. It's about, uh, it's about learning how to make better, more logical choices. It's about taking the emotion out of decisions that we have to make. And it's about learning the true nature of sacrifice. I think I've spoken enough now. Like, like uh, the podcast on iTunes. Sorry, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and leave a review. It would be even better. Thanks for listening, everyone. Tune in next week for another interesting conversation. Spud up. <laughs>